Doing it all thanks to Maccas, their proud sponsors of Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. And at six minutes past ten, I, I want to touch on the grassroots here in Queensland. We know netball is one of the biggest grassroots sports in this country. In fact, as far as participation rate, it's third in team sports in this country. Yet at the elite level, there's something going on. There's something that's just not right. We are world champions. We have the strongest professional league in the world. Yet at the elite level, netball is just not getting the traction it should be. And in the wake of what we're seeing with the Matildas and the exposure and the growth and the and the hunger for women's sport, the, the most traditional female sport in this country, there's something just going on with netball because in the next month, if something doesn't happen, there will not be any contracted players for the Super Netball Series. How does that happen? Well, let me bring in someone who has an idea. She's written about this for Code Sports. It is Emma Greenwood from News Corp to shine some light on it. Emma, very good morning to you. Thanks for joining us on the show. Netball at the elite level. What's happening in this country? Well, Ben, we're in a little bit of a mess, really. In just over 30 days, uh, every player in the Super Netball competition comes off contract. That's 80 players. They all come off contract at the same time now. Can you imagine if that happened in AFL or NRL, what sort of a frenzy there would be? Uh, they all come off contract at the same time, but what's happened at the moment, they don't have a CPA, a collective players agreement. The enterprise bargaining has not been done. So no one knows what the salary cap is for next season. No one knows what people can be paid. So clubs can't offer those players contracts with every player in the league off contract. And there's a bit of a a stalemate at the moment between Netball Australia and the Australian Netball Players Association who are uh, negotiating this agreement. Um, not From what I'm hearing, both sides are um, refusing to budge from their positions a, a little bit. There are talks that have been ongoing for more than a year now about this, um, but we're getting to the real crisis point where in just over 30 days, these women won't be paid anymore if this is not sorted out. It's true. You're right. Imagine, well, you can't imagine happening with the AFL and the NRL. I mean, we've, we've just been through almost two years of NRL, CBA, drawn-out negotiations. Well, what's what's the sticking point between the, the, the players and, and Nepal Australia? Look, there's, there's, two, uh, there's two main deals that have to be done here. There are team participation agreements. So those are between each of the eight Super Netball clubs. Um, sorry, I should say seven. So the, the new club that will come in, the SEM-owned club, actually has a team participation agreement in place because they have just signed their licensing agreement. The other mm. seven clubs, the existing seven Super Netball clubs, still don't have a team participation agreement. So even if the CPA was done tomorrow, because the team participation agreements aren't yet in place, um, the players can't be signed. So basically the sticking point there is um, perhaps the length of those deals at the moment. Um, they tend to go from um, broadcast agreement to broadcast agreement, or even as we have at the moment, we're two years into the Foxtel deal, a five-year Foxtel deal, uh, a Fox Sports deal rather, 
and uh, Netball Australia and the clubs are looking to do an agreement for the next three years, which is to the end of that broadcast agreement, the clubs would like longer, and you can understand why. At each time we come up, um, we generally don't... Um, we're not actually negotiating those licences. Those licences stay in place. It's just little bits and pieces, ticky-tack. So the teams would like, say, 10-year deals or even deals in perpetuity um, just to allow, give them some certainty, allow them to negotiate with sponsors and other partners mm. and, and bed things down for themselves. I'm hearing, though, that that is quite close. So hopefully we'll have these team participation agreements done very quickly. And then we're just looking at the CPA. So the CPA is between the players and their representatives, the Australian Netball Players Association and Netball Australia. And, and basically, the real sticking point here is revenue share. So if you look at all the big sports, the, the NRL, the AFL, Super Rugby, they have a share of the revenue that comes in that's generated from that competition. That's what the players would like here. But you've got to remember with netball, as you talked about before, one of the biggest sports or probably the biggest sport in women's sport participation-wise in Australia, um, there is a $4.2 million debt hanging over Netball Australia's head. Now, their chief executive, Kelly Ryan, argues that paying down that debt is the number one priority for the sport, and you can understand that. The Netball Players Association and the players want to negotiate revenue that, that comes into the sport, that's new money coming into the sport, and they want to know that if the players through the Super Netball competition generate new revenue, they can have a part of that. And you can actually see both sides here. The problem is neither side at the moment is willing to budge much from their position, and we're at a bit of a stalemate. Uh, Emma, and I'm glad you did mention the, the SEN licence. And full disclosure, this was the reason why it actually piqued my interest. Yes, SEN is a network. <laughs> we have picked up the Collingwood licence and, and went straight in and signed the, the TPA, but no other team has. And I thought, well, hang on, what, why? And that's when I, um, I, I, I'd seen your article and I thought, right, you're the best person to explain this, where and what the sticking points are and where, and where it all sits on the sporting landscape. So just on that, on that debt, $4.1 million. Is there any um, projection on when Nipple Australia think they might be able to clear that debt? Is that a season away or is it four seasons away? I think it's probably a couple of years away. I think they'd like to make a, a really big pivot uh, in that, take a really big chunk off in the next year or so. They've, they've actually consolidated a lot over the past year. Um, a series of articles through News Corp and Code Sports last year exposed that $4.2 million debt and they have done nothing in the past year to actually pay that down despite some new money flowing into the sport. What they have done is got bank loan extensions, shored up their other financial um, areas and they actually posted Netball Australia a $300,000 profit at the end of, of last um, season, their last financial year. So. You know that's a really that's a pretty small profit, but they're back in the black and they're really working at paying down that debt. So they've got new money that has come into the sport. They've their commercial department. You've um, regardless of of any other problems going on, you've you've got to give them some credit. They've got some big new sponsorship deals 
some blue chip companies that have invested in the sport and come in and, and they're looking to pay that debt down. Um, now, Kelly Ryan says that's the number one priority. And as, as CEO of Netball Australia, she's got a lot of people banging at the door. The players through Super Netball want money. The clubs want money. The grassroots want, grassroots want money. The member organisations want money and high performance wants money. So there's not a very big pie in it and there are a lot of areas that it has to be divvied up. But the players, uh, as, you, as you alluded to before, Super Netball is the best netball competition in the world. Mm. Netball New Zealand's competition is really the only other professional competition and they only have one import per team. So it's not like we can have... Uh, and they can have an influx of players into that Nepal New Zealand competition. And the England Super League, they're not fully professional as yet. So they have one marquee player per club. The, the likes of Jeevan Mentor, who left Collingwood at the end of last season, has left the Australian competition and gone there. She will earn uh, a full-time wage as a marquee player with some other sponsorship deals. But generally speaking... It's not like all these players can go off to England or have a whole lot of other options. So it's not in the players' interest to to do any sort of deal that would bankrupt the game. That's just not mm. in their interest and that's not what they're about. What they're actually saying is, even if we don't get a pay rise now, what we would like to negotiate is if it can be proven that the super netball competition itself is generating new money coming in, we want a share of that. And you can you can see that uh, that's probably a reasonable argument. Yeah, you would think so. Emma, thank you for the snapshot of the landscape because it's a question I was asking on football after after the Matildas' success as well. It is the biggest participation team sport in this country, football, soccer. If yeah, and now we look at netball, and they seem to be in the same sort of position where they just can't get that traction of grassroots. Emma, appreciate your time, and we'll keep in touch. Emma Greenwood, uh, part of uh, News Corp Code Sports, is where she wrote that article, and it just piqued my interest. I also, I remember after. After the Diamonds won the, the World Cup and there was no prize money for that. So maybe it's a world net, netball thing, which again is just, I don't know, the, the questions have got to be asked, don't they? It just staggers me. I mean, you, you go to Raby Bay and the, uh, Raby Bay, you go to Runaway Bay on the Gold Coast and any weekend, Downey Park and any of the other uh, netball centres around the southeast during a weekend, it is packed. And how is this not funneling up? Actually, maybe that's the problem. Is it a funnel up or a funnel down system? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 16 minutes past 10 this Tuesday morning. Simon Black, Lions legend on the other side of this.